Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in. It's Balloon Party. Driven by Mungan-Ass St. Louis Acura and Mungan-Ass Burkhardt Alton Toyota. 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan. Jackson Burkhardt. Fresh off his vacation in Scottsdale, Arizona. Jackson, tell us about it. Great time, man. It was lovely. I really like Scottsdale. 20 men in one house, six right. bedrooms, three bathrooms. The floor is yours. Yeah, those. that's the, uh, that's the breakdown. So, you know. Naturally, you have to kind of double up. That's kind of the situation it is. But, you know, it's a couple days, and it's worth it to see all your friends and hang out and have a good time. You know, you just stay in there. You go to bed there. It's not like you're, you know, hanging out inside the bedroom all day. So, you know, not a big deal in my opinion. No one really had an issue with it. It's nice to be back. You know? Is it really? I mean, you, you, you're like, oh, I, I can't wait to get back to St. Louis. This no. Scottsdale thing, it's so tiring. No, it was like, trust me, while I was out there, it was, it was lovely. But yesterday was a long travel day. And again, you know, you're sharing bedrooms with other guys. It's just not like, you know, it's great for a weekend. It's not great for an extended period of time. I see. So, I see. Yeah. What about the three bathroom thing for 20 that guys? Was, that was honestly way worse. That was honestly not only having three bathrooms, because everyone's like showering or you're trying to use the bathroom and it's difficult. Uh, so yeah, you gotta be strategic with that. Uh, so that was, it's nice to get back in that where I can just go to the bathroom, shower, use the restroom, whatever I, I please. Yeah. So that's nice. But I, I, I mean, I got back last night at eight fifteen, and, you know, didn't get back into my home until nine thirty. So well, well, I'm fresh. Well. I'm fresh back. Look but, at you. But glad to be here. Wonderful to have you back. Marshy Marsh and the Playful Posse did a wonderful job. As expected. I want to make that clear. That's not taking a shot at Jackson. It's just saying Andrew Marsh did a wonderful job. Yeah. No, he's he's great. Two things can be true. Jackson's a delight. Marshy Marsh and his playful posse, a delight. Yeah. Yeah. And big shout out to Marshy for stepping up and doing that. You know, his show doesn't come on until two. Right. So to come here early like that is very kind of him and to do that. So. And he did Little Piddle's Friday six shooters. Yeah. Yeah. He sent me the questions Wednesday evening. And, and you said, approved them. I said, that, I said, these are great, man. I said, right. You know, they, they were much more succinct, much more to the point than my nonsense, and I appreciated that, and I think probably the listeners did too. So, you know, shout out to Marshy for stepping up and doing that. Much appreciated. Uh, and uh, I will be vacationing in the Hamptons starting this Thursday, and Marshy Marshall will be in here with uh, Josh Ennis, who will be filling in while I'm vacationing in the Hamptons, mm-hmm. and I'm going to your place in the Hamptons, Yeah, and that's in Southampton. Southampton. A little quiet this time of year. Yeah, Billy Joel was in uh, L.A. last night performing at the Grammys, so mm-hmm. I won't be able to see him. I assume he just stays out there, drives back across the country like the Griswolds and Wally World. Yeah, but, you, you know, you get a couple lobster rolls, and yeah, you won't notice, you know, the the low amount of traffic in there, you know. So Hamptons is lovely any time of year, especially now. So you just make sure you lock the back door when you leave. Uh, when is Jackson's friend's wedding, and will he be bringing a date? Ah, how about that? Uh, September, and yes. Oh, did he do it when on a weekend Missouri's playing college football? I didn't look at that. That's the first thing you look at. I mean, when you're in SEC school, you don't schedule weddings in fall. No, I know. He went to Kansas. So oh, so I guess it's more he, of a free. Yeah, he would have no, he doesn't know anything about that. Um, which was a point of consternation this weekend, but oh, what was the issue? A lot of Kansas guys there. Oh, is that friends. right? Yeah, the Mizzou guy. It's kind of you know taking some jabs, jabs back. These are all Horton Watkins guys who went to Kansas. 
No, no. So Horton Watkins guys, like half the people went to high school with my buddy, me being one of them, and then mm-hmm. the other half went to school with him at Kansas. Oh, they were rock chalking. Yeah, and he was a big Mizzou fan growing up. Had so a nice win against Houston. Yeah, real turncoat. Yeah, they were all watching that. I was like, nice. What do you guys do, you know, September through December? Wow, wow, wow. You're loaded for bear here today. I can't wait to see what you do with this Lil Piddles weekend wrap-up on a weekend that was to weekends what mid-July is to sports with the All-Star break. You are going to earn your check here. This is going to be telling, but here's the thing. I believe you're going to have something that's going to get me going. That's what I think. Did you just wink at me with your left eye? I feel like that might have happened. Can somebody pull up the YouTube and check on that? Because I feel like Jackson just winked at me. Might go to HR about it. I don't know. But you can text in 314-399-9646. It's the Air Conference Service text line, and Air Alliance team sponsors the studio cameras, where the YouTube chat is very active. Good to see Preston S1, who says, outside of Jackson's erotic trip, the next big story of the day is Monday Night Raw in the STL tonight. Jackson, how do you feel about that? What? What? Go ahead. Yeah. uh, Well, some stormy combatants will hit the squared circle. Well, I mean, the story to me is the carryover from Friday when The Rock enters the squared circle and takes the right to take on Roman Reigns away from Cody Rhodes. And the ratio of dislikes on YouTube when WWE posted that clip shows that maybe they have really lost their audience with this storyline. I know that you guys were talking about it in Scottsdale. One box office flop and Rock has to go back to wrestling. Oh boy! Is that what you're saying is going on here? <laughs> I mean, I mean the the numbers for Black Adam are out there, and so I mean, I don't know. Listen, I don't know. Hey, God bless the Rock; he does a lot. You will be there tonight, though. Uh, is it? It's here, right? And it's Family Arena. Oh boy! I don't know. I don't, I'm just asking. I, I want to make sure, so I know I where to go. I don't, I don't believe it's at Family Arena. It's an Enterprise. I don't believe it's at Family Arena. I would I would guess it's an Enterprise. Okay. All right. Um, might have to miss it. And why is that? Oh, who knows, Tim? Something might pop up. Um, probably some good hoops on, or you know, paint drying somewhere. Oh, on behalf of all proletariats yeah, and meat and potatoes guys, yep, yep. I would like to apologize for Jackson. He got back late from Scottsdale, and probably didn't sleep much over the weekend, considering the accommodations. Uh, he's not himself. He will be back tomorrow in in a better state of mind. Is it really weird to say that I got outstanding sleep when I was? I was Did you really? It's really good. Really, I slept like a baby. Uh, all right, Jackson. What do we got first up on the weekend wrap up? Well, what are you t- going to do with? I can't wait to see where you're going to go. Well, last week we had a similar situation where there wasn't much going on, and you, we just had the NFC FC Championship, right? But like Tuesday and Wednesday, it sure. wasn't as as plentiful as it was. Uh, Blues went on a long respite that they're still on until February 10th, but I was able to make something out of it because of the great Katie Wu and her Cardinals fan survey. That is true. Well, Tim, Katie Wu bails me out again because the results are in. the results are in? The results are in. I went to the Athletic this morning and I didn't see it. The results are in. Must have been posted after we started TMA. Believe it was. Oh. Well, this is out. Do I need to pull them up or are you? I I, I mean, I have them up, but... uh, Oh, Oh, look at me. I'm my tiny little hands. I said tiny little hands like yeah. a T-Rex boy. Yeah. And I'm rubbing them together. I can't wait for this. Yep. 
I had faith. I had faith that you were going to have something. Now yep. I'm intrigued. Yep. I can go to theathletic.com and copy a link, baby. Yeah. yeah. This is outstanding. All right. When did it come up here? Let's see. Katie Wu, Calm Woman, three hours ago. Yeah, we started TMA at 7 o'clock. Yep. Act like you didn't know what's going on at 105.7 HD2. Well, I can't wait to dig into this then. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, now I'm going to get better at teasing, and we'll save that for the next segment. I can't wait yep. to see. Thank you, Katie Wu. Yeah. I, I, I was like... Jackson's been gone a few days, though, so you'll have some macro questions. You have that, what, three-hour flight back? Is that what it is, three hours? It's actually, it was really quick. It felt really quick on the way back. When you're flying west-east, it seems like it's quicker. It could yeah. be off the mark. No, I think it's the wind thing. Jet stream. Yeah. You ever go on that jet scream at Six Flags? Jet scream, different than jet stream? Very quick is that something else stories? now? Because I don't think they have it. It's where the Batman Oh, is. okay. Well, I love the Batman. Actually, yeah. I don't. I don't know why I said that. I just lied to the audience. I don't like the Batman. Oh, my God. This is like stern and private parts about the sporting goods live read. You just stare your what feet the whole time. What a moment this is. When Jackson's doing a movie in 25 years, you'll remember this moment right after he crapped on WWE viewers. I'm a big Screaming Eagle guy. It's my ride. It's a great roller coaster. Yeah. Well, the best is going at the Fright Fest thing at night and riding all those rides at night. Super cool. And what about the boss? Love the boss. I love wooden coasters. I do too. The boss, I mean, it's my favorite, but man, it takes something out of you. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, watch this. Ooh. You can ride that. You can ride like the Mr. Freeze a couple times because it's like smooth. quick and super a mountain smooth. Stream. You can ride the boss once. It's a great time, but you need like a yoga session afterwards. I'm telling you. Uh, all right. Uh, hey, this Friday morning, help uh, heat up St. Louis during their 24th annual Hardee's uh, Rise and Shine fundraiser. Stop by any participating Hardee's in the bi state area this Friday morning and grab a sausage biscuit or egg biscuit for just a dollar. How about that? 100% of the proceeds of all funds collected will help heat up St. Louis, supporting people in need in both Missouri and Illinois. That's this Friday morning at any participating Hardee's. Find more info at 101ESPN.com. That is this Friday morning. All right, the results of the Athletics uh, fan poll from Katie Wu coming up on the other side of the break. I can't wait. I'm anxious to read this. That's coming up next here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN YouTube channel. Right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. It's Balloon Party 101 ESPN. It's driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, Munganass, Burkhardt, Alden, Toyota, and Jackson. We have the Katie Wu, the athletic Cardinal fan poll today with the results just being posted. And part of me wanted to peek ahead during the commercial break, but instead you told me tales of Scottsdale. I did. I did. And so I was able to withhold from reading, and I will read with the audience as I read to the audience. Come and sit on my lap. Already done. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can read these results at theathletic.com. It's from Katie Wu. How many uh, people responded, Jackson? 3,070 respondents. That's a nice sample size. Very nice sample size. Question one, how would you describe your level of disappointment in the 2023 season? The choices are the following. Uh, I'm not disappointed. I'm angry. Didn't enjoy it, but a losing season was bound to happen at some point. They were out of it early, so the season disappointment, so the disappointment also faded early. I've never been more disappointed by a Cardinal season or other. Those are your choices. The one that won, and this kind of gives you, to me, this is the bellwether. This first answer and what wins is going to tell me what the tenor of this Mm -hmm. response of 3,070 Cardinal fans is going to be. And here it is. 
I've never been more disappointed by a Cardinal season. That one with 40.1% of the vote. Wow. Oh, boy. It's going to get juicy as we go. Wow. Yeah. It's certainly in recent memory that would be the case. You know, for someone like me. That is, it's last year was the worst season. I yeah, ever I, I can understand if you're 25. Yeah. Worst, yeah. Worst I, I, th- I mean, I would say 2007 at the same time. I mean, the nature of it's, it's not, it's not a flaw. It's mm-hmm. just human nature. That which is more recent is going yep. to have more emotion. Yep. So uh, that got 40.1% of the vote, 22% of the vote. They were out of it early. So the disappointment also faded early. Didn't enjoy it, but a losing season was bound to happen at some point, 18.8%. I'm not disappointed. I'm angry, 15.2%. So more than 55% had either anger or disappointment they had never experienced in their lives. So that gives you an idea of where we are. So with that said, the next question, what was the biggest problem for the Cardinals in 2023? Player performance or lack thereof, the coaching staff, overall roster construction, pitching, 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 other 7.90% for other. So about 92% were chopped up with these. 40, nearly 48% went pitching, pitching, pitching. That was your answer. That's where, yeah, I think you and I both were. On no, the... I was on overall roster construction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I was on pitching. Uh, overall roster construction was at nearly 29% and then way behind in third uh, place. Player performance or lack thereof. And then way behind, not way behind, but a couple points behind, that was at 9%, and then at 7%, the coaching staff. Mm. So, I mean, that right there is a direct reflection at the front office. And no yes, I would else. agree with that, because yeah. you're talking about 75-plus percent being on pitching. See, to me, pitching, 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 and roster construction are almost in line yeah. on a Venn diagram, but I go back to something that I feel like f- is flying under the radar, in part because... It lasted a week, um, but that uh, Tyler O'Neill was the starting center fielder. He was the starting center fielder, and since it lasted a week, it's like, oh yeah, I forgot he was yeah. the starting center fielder. He gets called out for a lack of effort in the first ten days of the season, then he's out. And now he's just shipped off, and it's kind of like, oh yeah, who'd they get for him? Some guy named Robertson, and then then the guy they signed to be catcher was was benched from being catcher. Might have been a corner outfielder. <laughs> I mean, so to me, like there is a there is a, one of the rare occasions where there is a right answer, and the right answer is roster construction because then under the umbrella of O'Neill being your starting center fielder and your catcher who you benched for not being a good catcher five weeks into the season is also pitching, pitching, pitching. Yeah. Because we were hearing about Jack Flaherty and how he was the key to the 2023 season. What in the hell are we doing here? All right. Question three, how do you currently feel about the state of the franchise? I can't wait to see this one. Yeah, that's a big Now, one. the issue with this is is when I think state of the franchise, I think like five next five years. And I'm not saying that that is right. And you thinking this year, short term, is wrong. It's just kind of open to interpretation. So I don't really know where it comes down. So I'm looking at this for the first time. How do you currently feel about the state of the franchise? Very optimistic, fairly optimistic, neutral, fairly pessimistic, very pessimistic. Uh, what one fairly pessimistic with 38.3% of the vote, uh, fairly optimistic with 21.6% of the vote, uh, but neutral was in second place with 28.3% of the vote. 1.6 listed themselves as very optimistic. I don't really know how you could get there. 
Whereas I'm not saying there's a right answer on question three, I do feel like there's a wrong answer on question three, and very optimistic would be the wrong answer. Now, only 1.6 out of 100 respondents gave that response. I don't know how you could be very optimistic, but, you know, maybe I'm wrong and they're going to win, you know, two of the next five World Series. Uh, Very pessimistic, got 10.2%. Here is what Katie wrote about these responses. Vibe check. We've got a bit of a mixed bag in terms of the current state of the Cardinals, though only 48 total voters describe themselves as feeling, quote, very optimistic about the club. Look, I get it. The team lost 91 games for the first time in three decades. It was a mortifying display. Still, the National League Central's no juggernaut, and if the Cardinals have a solid start, some may begin to change their tunes. I gotta, I, 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 gotta, I have to say, with regard to that, that is not an indication of the strength of the organization or the team, the state of the franchise. It's luck that you're in a division that is so bad. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Right. So, I, I, so that wouldn't... The Cardinals getting off to a great start and being at the top of the National League Central does not necessarily mean the Cardinals are championship contending team. And there's two different things. If they were in the National League East or National League West and they were in first place at the end of May, I'd go, holy crap. Yeah, right. You see what I'm? There's a difference. The bar yeah. is the bar. If you don't, if you don't agree, please. Well, I think uh, like how they're doing it is so important. Like the context I agree around with that. It. Like if the pitching looks better. But like, the premise was still the National League Central is no juggernaut, and the Cardinals have a solid start. Some may begin to change their tune. So in that line, it makes it sound like yeah. because the National League Central is weak, right. And the Cardinals, because right now, like I said, you got I got to throw a hundred dollars down on who wins the National League Central. I'd probably take the Cardinals. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, but I, I needed to get like ridiculous odds to pick them to have the best record in the National League. Yeah. If they're doing it, if they're top of the National Central, National League Central at the end of May, and it's because, you know, everyone else in the division is crap, then, you know, that's one thing. But if the pitching looks better, Sonny Gray looks really good, you're getting better starts out of Michaelis and getting good stuff out of Lynn Gibson and guys like Walker and Wynn and Gorman are performing and Arenado and Goldie are back into. Their prominence. Well, then, if that's the case, they should have the best record in the National League. I mean, you just listed like nine players, you know, super sure. But that's best case scenario. That's probably sure. best case scenario. If seventy-five percent of that is true, then I would say that people have more room to be optimistic. Uh, I, I take the question though as more of a, and I guess maybe I'm off because Katie writes about the, you know, the, the National League Central not being a juggernaut, and if the Cardinals have a solid start, some begin to change their tunes. From my standpoint, what's going on with the television situation? is such a a huge issue, not just for the Cardinals, but for a number of teams. And that impacts what goes on on the field. And I think it's going to be one of the major stories for the organization over the next 12 months, because that will set the stage as to what they can do baseball-wise. How would you rate the job Bill DeWitt has done in his tenure as owner? I can't wait for this one. There is a right answer on this one. And the answer, what are the choices? Excellent, above average, average, below average, poor. The answer is excellent. And then there's just a period at the end of it. And I, it's like if this were like Dan McLaughlin or Jim Hayes or Alexa Datt saying it, people go, oh, you're a rights holder. You're saying it only because I got nothing to do with the organization whatsoever. And I'm quite certain they're not interested in me having anything to do right. with them. Right. So I, just, I don't know how it could be anything but excellent. I have no idea how it could be anything but excellent. I also know that's not where, at least I expect, that's not where most of the votes will be. Let's see what we got here. Uh, 46.2% or 46.3% say above average. 25.4% say average. 10.7% say below average. And 3.40% say poor. 
how one could arrive at average, below average, or poor, and that is nearly half the response, forty percent of the respondents. That's beyond me. Yeah, I just I have I, like if you asked those who have covered baseball since he took over as owner, or even twenty of the years he's been owner, and if any of them said average, below average, or poor, I would just. I, 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 I'd actually give you like 10 to 1 odds on that. Yeah, I mean, when you look I at... I have no idea how you could say that. Right. Just since 2000 alone, like, there's no other way to describe the Cardinals 2000 through 2024 as excellent. Ask any baseball fan out there, what do you think the Cardinals in the 21st century? They'll say, well, yeah, they've been a powerhouse. I mean, nothing but... When you're you're evaluating the tenure of ownership, it isn't like the last four years, which pisses you off. Right. Just like it isn't the first four years. It's the whole body of work. I mean, maybe I, I read these questions too literally or accurately. Uh, all right, now what about this one? Now, this would be different. Yeah. How would you rate the job, John? What time is it? I feel like I might be at 11 uh, o'clock. 10.28, so right, you can finish this question. The, yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask oh. the question. Yeah, I'm getting better at teasing. It's teasing camp season. Y'all ready to learn? How would you rate the job John Mazalak has done in his tenure as president of baseball operations? We'll have those answers and the survey results on the other side of the commercial break. It's TSL time. Uh, This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Back, Blue Party 101 ESPN, stripped by St. Louis Acura, Mugganess, Burkhardt, Alton Toyota. Come and watch us on YouTube. 116 people are in there talking about it right now, including Bishon about sports, Martin Taylor, and Tiny PP. And he runs things in there. That guy, he does a good job with the neighborhood, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, he wets his beak, and that's fine, mm-hmm. but he deserves it. He yeah. deserves the kind of vig that I uh, pay him. Uh, and I just got this uh, tweet during the commercial break, Jackson. The Colonel, Gabriel P. D. Arman, tweeting, Mizzou announces an anonymous $62 million gift, the largest ever to athletics. $62 million gift. Holy mackerel. $50 million is for improvements to Memorial Stadium. $12 million to Tiger Fund, which is essentially the athletic department's NIL initiative. Yeah. How about that? That's huge. Sweet mother of mercy. I mean, that's massive. That's massive. That's That's how you get... Five-star recruits is having a very robust NIL fund. Wow, 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 wow. How about that? Uh, We are in the midst of uh, reading Katie Wu's uh, fan survey on The Athletic. Uh, 3,070 respondents. Uh, For those uh, just joining us, the last question we tended to, how would you rate the job Bill DeWitt Jr. has done in his tenure as owner? I'm catching some hell in the Air Comfort Service text line for calling it excellent. Um, I will stand by that. And if you disagree with me, I will respect your opinion. And then I will scream at you and insult you personally. Yes, yes. Because if you and don't... And then tweet about it. Yeah, right. Because if you have differing of sports opinions, that is... that's Those are fighting words. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, 46% say above average. 
25% say average, 10% say below average, 3% say poor, 14% said excellent. Now, what did they say when asked about the job performance of John Mazalek and his tenure as president of baseball operations, which for the record began following the 2007 season? Hmm. I think the, the title may have changed, but essentially he's been the baseball uh, chair in that time. I would rate it as it's tough because the first eight years are different than the last eight years. That's yeah, how I would totally, review it. Totally. Um, excellent gets 7.4%. Above average gets 40.9%. That surprises me. Yeah, boy, I would have thought it would have been inverse with the DeWitt and Mosellock thing. So, wow. So, excellent and above average for DeWitt is 60%. Excellent and above average for Mosellock is 47%, 48%. Would not have guessed that, Tim. I wouldn't have either. I am that one caught me off guard. Average is twenty eight point six percent. Below average is fourteen point nine percent. Poor is eight percent. I have to tell you, I'm surprised. I would have thought, yeah, man. heavily weighted towards the latter two options of below average or poor. That's crazy. I mean, again, considering the whole body of work, I understand. But the whole body of work in the case of John Mazalock is leaving out 1996, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2004, 2005, 2006, yeah. which all would fall under Bill DeWitt's tenure as owner. That is material to the conversation. Totally. So I'm surprised by that, but that's the results. Color me spread. That's why I didn't look at these before we started reading. Yeah, nice and organic. Uh, how confident are you in ownership? Very confident, somewhat confident, unsure, not very confident, not confident at all. The winning is not very confident. That's 34%. Second place, unsure. And third place, not confident at all. So unsure, not very confident, not confident at all gets nearly 70% of the vote. Somewhat confident gets 26% and very confident 5%. It'd be tough to be like, man, I'm very confident about the next coming year. And so uh, some may say, well, then how can you rate Bill DeWitt's ownership as excellent and then also understand where people are coming from on this? And I would say, well, because I'm looking at the body of work. Now, if you said over the last five years, I would have a different opinion. But I'm going back to since he bought the team in 1995, and I'm also including business decisions and what I would consider somewhat philanthropic, even though I realize they are incredibly profitable on the venture of funding privately uh, the majority of the build out of that new ballpark and keeping it in downtown St. Louis and Ballpark Village, although some would say Ballpark Village has not been a positive for St. Louis if you look at the entirety of downtown St. Louis and as a four-year resident of downtown St. Louis, where I lived on Washington Avenue, uh, is a lot different now than it was 15 years ago, pre-Ballpark Village. So, with that all established, I can understand why somebody wouldn't have confidence. Oh, yeah, totally. Because the method that gained them success for the first 15 years of the tenure, uh, people have either caught up with it or that method is outdated. And one may say the organization is too quick to make changes, or is too slow to make changes, excuse me, whereas other organizations... Uh, will move quickly if things are not working out. So from that standpoint, um, I would understand where people are coming from on that. My level of confidence is higher, but it is not, you know, it's not as passionate on the how I would rate him excellent, for example, is his tenure. I am intrigued to see what happens over the next two years. And I say next two years because I understand 
what I believe the strategy is this year, which is to be more short-term oriented because they are concerned about the long-term stability of the television dollars. Even though I realize a lot of people don't want to hear that because they will say, well, he's a billionaire. It doesn't matter. He should spend the money. It's just not where I come down on it. How confident are you in Mazalek in the front office? Different kind of question. Very confident, somewhat confident, unsure, not very confident or not confident at all. Winning uh, is not very confident with 32%, unsure and not confident at all. Each are deadlocked at 19.4%. So when you add that up, you're at damn near 75% who are unsure or not very confident or not confident at all. And I understand that. Totally. I understand that. Totally. Uh, somewhat confident gets 24.5%, very confident, 3%. How would you rate the job Ali Marmol has done in his tenure as manager? Average uh, is second to below average, which has 38.7%. Average has 33%. So, Jackson, nearly 75% is at average or below average. Yeah, his thing's kind of cut and dry. You know, his all of his confidence or your opinion of him is totally reflective of how the team performs. Which I'm not saying is wrong, but that's right. Just the case. But I mean, I don't think John Mazalek or Bill DeWitt had anything to do with the calling out a player's effort no, who you no. just named starting center fielder no. a week into the season. No, but I know there's people who enjoyed that. You know, for as many people who didn't like it, I'm sure there's plenty who did. Yeah, I suppose I disagree that it would be as many people. I, it's just a, it's just a leadership thing. Yeah, from my standpoint, it's a leadership thing. People can disagree with it, but I, I if you have somebody that you value. Uh, you handle it behind closed doors. I totally agree. I thought it was wrong, too. Uh, how confident are you in Marmol and the coaching staff? Very confident, somewhat confident, unsure, not very confident, not confident at all. Coming in first place, not very confident, 34%. Unsure, 26%, not confident at all, uh, with 22%. This is just a calling attention to the disparity in the numbers, but if you're blaming the team's performance last year, and he's only managed two years, and one of those years... Uh, he was in the mix for manager of the year, and the team won the division. Mm -hmm. And then the second year was the debacle. But the one that got the most votes for how dis uh, why would the Cardinals fail in 2023, and overall roster construction was 29%, and pitching, pitching, pitching was 48%. So 77% of the vote had nothing to do with Ali Marmol. In other words, it's roster construction and the pitching rotation. I don't know why he is... You see what I'm saying? Right, by the same right. respondents, it's rather inconsistent. Uh, you can text in an insult as to why that's not true, even though it's math and it's not really something that's up for debate. But nonetheless, I'm sure somebody will find a way. And how many games will the Cardinals win this season? Uh, 95, 90, 85, 80, or 75 are your choices. I would go with 85. That would be where I would go if I'm given those choices. Yep. 47.9% say 85. Uh Boy, just damn near equal dispersion of 21% 90 and 20% 80, and then 1% go with 95 and 7.7% 75. Hmm. Yeah. What, you'd go 85? Yeah. You go with your I mean, sweet spot? That's kind of where Vegas is setting at the moment, and you know they're not in the business of losing money, so that's where I would go for sure. How uh, confident are you the Cardinals will continue being a competitive franchise? Very confident, somewhat confident, have a combined 54%. Unsure is at 26%. Not very confident, not confident at all, combined 18%. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I am confident that they will continue to compete. I just think they're going to have to adjust. Yeah. Um, man, I just... I really wish they would be comfortable turning the page 
Well, that's kind I really wish that they would be comfortable doing that. But then again, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes with their level of concern with the television situation. And that's why I can't sit here and like scream. Totally. Even though, you know, I know that people would like that. And it's totally, that's totally warranted. But I think, you know, something that you just said a little while ago, slow the change. And I've always said that about the Cardinals front office over the past couple of years is they're very reactive. They're not very proactive. Like when was the last time that you thought the Cardinals made a very proactive move with a member of the team? Like Alan Craig back. Oh, I love that move. Yeah. Like, but when was the last time a move even slightly like that occurred with the Cardinals where they get rid of somebody before the wheels fall off? See, I would say that even I would say this off season with the three pitchers, it was proactive. It was bang, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it, I, I'm telling you. I mean, I know it's not necessarily a real a controversial, op, you know, observation, but it was done like, okay, we've got to fill innings. We can't do long term deals. We got to get these guys now, and we'll get Gray for three years, and that'll be our highest risk, and we'll get two for a year apiece with a, with a club option. Yeah. It was it was just done so strategically. Now, again, is that proactive leading to a best record in the National League set of circumstances? Yeah, it remains to be seen. But no, either. I would tell you it's no. I mean, there's no way. I can't imagine any way that, that you know, analytics folks would look at the Cardinal rotation and put it in the top four no. in the National League. No, there's no but you go in the National League Central, and then there's a conversation to be had. Right, right, which makes it more understandable for everything they've done this offseason, given that context. Your thoughts are welcome. 314-399-9646. You have the YouTube channel as well, where the chat is active. That's presented to you by your Alliance team. Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett with you. This is Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to One Party 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett with you. One more segment. Jackson, I have a uh, meeting with a uh, new client coming up here. 11-15. And then we'll do QFTA after that, if that works for you. Sounds good to me. YouTube.com slash TMASTL. Come on in, the water's warm. It's the Tim McKernan Show podcast. And uh, we take any of your questions, comments. You know, we can carry over a discussion from here. I have a little more ability to expound. Mm-hmm. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com, but it also is uh, non-sports and uh, anything and everything is welcome. I guess we'll take a hiatus this week and next week, though, while I'm vacationing at your family's place in Southampton. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. So um, we'll come back loaded for bear in two weeks. Yeah. But yeah, this today and uh, at least Wednesday. QFTA, YouTube.com, T-M-A-S-T-L. Yeah, I'm going to miss, miss you when you're in Southampton. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for an emotional reveal like that. I know, I know. Do you have a question? Because we've done Katie Wu's uh, fan survey on today's program. Yeah, Which I, I have enjoyed digging deep into the psychology of the Cardinal fan. As have I. Here's a question for you. Yep. And it's timely because, of course, the Super Bowl will be played in Las Vegas. Yes. Does the advent of Las Vegas and sporting events surprise you at all as someone who has both frequented the Desert Oasis of Las Vegas, and has covered sports for 20-plus Hall of Fame years. Yeah. It seems like gambling in Vegas in regards to sports used to be very taboo, but the tide has turned in a major way. Does it surprise you at all, or did you see this as inevitable? I like that question. I feel like there had to have been a moment in which it became okay. And by okay, I mean all right for the leagues to associate with Las Vegas. And I'm not doing this to endear myself to you. 
However. Boy, have I missed that. Yeah. You don't get that in Scottsdale. No. They're not talented enough. No, they're not. Uh, I would say the NBA All-Star Game in Las Vegas was a moment. That was a big one. They'd played Summer League there for a very long time. Or I shouldn't say very long time. They had played Summer League there for a while. And that was, you know, to an extent big. And even though it was considered a debacle. Yes. (laughs) The fact that the NBA went there, it kind of freed up teams to yeah. do business there. Yeah. yeah. I think gambling becoming more and more prevalent. Right, but you have to ask it because, uh, trust me, <laughs> all of the leagues are like, it, it's it's like watching a mafia movie and when they decide to get the okay from Don Corleone to, to start dealing in narcotics. Right, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they all wanted to do it. Yeah. But then somebody had to be the one to go. Totally. And take your pick of whoever made it because they all kind of dipped their toe in. Right. I think... Because they embrace the first franchise, am I correct? Would be VGK. Okay, yeah, yeah. the Golden Knights. VGK. Then. But I remember, I remember, I would because we would be out there, and I know not everybody knows my life story here, even though kind of you should. I'm a right. little embarrassed. I'm very active on my socials. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It must have been like 2013, 14, and we'd go to the same restaurant, Craft Steak at MGM Grand, if anybody's interested. And I'd be out there for playing uh, playing the World Series of Poker, like a couple weeks at a time. And this uh, waiter said, uh, this, the guy who wants to bring the NHL here, and he was saying he's a former, I think, West Point guy. Mm. I don't know. And, and that's the tie-in on the Golden Knights. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, if he would have shown me what the prospective sweaters would have been, I would have said, never give this guy a franchise just because we can't have those hideous sweaters in the league. Um, but uh, and I'm like, really? Las Vegas getting a team? And at the time, it's like, what? And now, since then, you've got a football team there. You've got a baseball team on its way. Yep. The one that you would think would be there right. was the one that got it all going, which was the NBA. Yeah. Doesn't LeBron want a team in Las Vegas? Isn't that like his thing? I thought that was uh, his thing. I mean, I, I'm not sure on that, but I know like once expansion... But he would own it. Now, I'm right. not saying like he wants it, like he would want to own it. It I would make that, sense, or at least right. be part of it. I mean, he has a part of Liverpool. But uh, I think that the, and when the NBA expands next, it'll be Vegas, it'll be Seattle. Yeah, so there are uh, certainly... I mean, they're going to have all four major sports without a question. Yeah, and I... Uh, I get it. You yeah, know, totally. I'm, I'm surprised by where the A's ballpark's going to be. Right. And when I would ride along with Uber drivers and ask them about it, they're dreading it because it's already brutal to get around. And then you add a ballpark there. 81 dates. Yeah. It's going to oh, be my goodness. pretty rough. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it, for those not aware, it's like at the north or south end of the strip toward Mandalay Bay and, you know, just to the east of uh, Allegiant, yeah. where the Super Bowl will be this weekend. Right. Yeah. Tropicana, for the record. Yeah. I feel like, especially like with gambling. Because like pro sports embraced fantasy sports pretty early on, and then that moved to daily fantasy sports. You remember DraftKings have had to have commercials. Every single commercial, and I don't know which year it was, and then there was like a backlash that was really rooted in the number of commercials and then also the messaging, which, I don't know, my ass from a hole in the ground, but I just won a million dollars. Right. You know, when in reality... I could, I still, I mean, I don't know about now because the games change over time, but I was a profitable poker player. Not like I was sick, but I made money and it was fairly consistent to the point that I could count on it. Um, I couldn't win regularly in daily fantasy. I mean, I play it knowing that it's basically dead money if yeah. I do mess yeah. with it. And it is genius. It's from my standpoint, math geniuses. They might not consider themselves math geniuses. Certainly, analytic geniuses. They, they know how to build out models and algorithms. That's right. that's essentially it. But hey, that's that's a skill. 
and it's not for some dumbass like me to go, boy, I really think the Chiefs are going to score a lot of points this weekend. I shall select Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. You know, that's not it. Yeah, it's like find random third wide <laughs> receiver who goes off. Uh, so that certainly played a role in it. But there's just so much money in it. Yes. I mean, that's 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 it. And so once one went, then they all were like, yes, now we can bring it Total all in thing. and normalize it. There was a big piece last night on 60 Minutes on oh, Sports yeah, Gambling. And I, I, I watched the piece on Jerome Powell, Fed Chair, and... Uh, and on the little four-foot hole in the wall uh, of the border fence uh, in in San Diego, yeah. or just to the north of Tijuana. Yep. And then I uh, then I got going on Curb Your Enthusiasm. So I'm waiting to watch the sports gambling story on 60 Minutes last yeah. night. Yeah. I mean, I I personally love it, but it's interesting to me. A lot of times for QFTA. I've gotten a lot of, hey, do you have a gambling problem? And I'm like, I know that I don't. Right. I know I don't. I, like, without question, I know I don't. But I have, I think, some peers who I think have probably battled that. Mm-hmm. And I know and I know the difference. Like, I'm only, like, I'm at a point where I, only, I know the numbers in part for this job, but also just because it interests me. Right. But I'm not like, oh, there's a game on. I got to bet. I couldn't care any less. And also I'm betting, like, nominal amounts of money that if I win I don't really care and if I lose I don't really care right. the chase is also like a big part of it but I have but I have been there at times where I'm like oh, oh I got a lot on this and it's like Oklahoma Oklahoma State over and I'm at a wedding and I'm monitoring my phone and I and I but I recognize it in the moment of what it is and if you know I do I do I'm not saying you know I have some kind of gambling prohibition at all at all not saying that at all but you know, I think that the the age of experiencing the highs and lows of it give me the presence of mind to recognize the dopamine rush and go, okay, calm the F down. You can't, I guess, can I quote unquote afford to lose it? Yeah, but how would I feel if I lost it? Just because something seems like it's a lock, it's not that way. Right, and totally. then what happens is somebody who doesn't necessarily have that recognition at an earlier age, and it's right there on your phone, go, okay, got him down now, whatever number, $150, I got to get that back. And all of a sudden, that's when the chase begins, and then you're in a deeper hole. So from that standpoint, that is where you get into a, a tough spot. Uh, your thoughts are always welcome on the topic, 314-399-9646. Jackson and I will carry the discussion over to QFTA, probably go off around noon on YouTube.com slash TMASTL. Any question is welcome, T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com. Thank you to everybody watching in the YouTube chat, everybody listening on 101 ESPN. For Jackson Burkett, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.